RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's daily Star Trek news is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt and today is Wednesday, August 21st, 2019. On today's show, Spock's uniform is up for sale at a cost. More details about how Chateau Picard Bordeaux became a real thing. And some financial details straight from the SEC about the upcoming CBS and Viacom merger. All that, plus this week in Trek history, coming up next. Spock fans, you might want to consider getting out your pocketbooks. The New York Post reports that Prop Store, the home of collectible movie memorabilia, are holding an auction next month that will see the sales of hundreds of items with a combined estimated value of more than $7.5 million. The sale will take place on September 30th and October 1st in London at the Odeon BFI IMAX on the South Bank. And up for sale is an item that will make Star Trek collectors' mouths water. Spock's costume from the original series, and it's expected to fetch at least $60,000. Other items in the sale include Jack Nicholson's axe from The Shining, Mace Windu's lightsaber from Revenge of the Sith, and believe it or not, Veruca Salt's candy wrapper from the original 1971 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Bidding will take place by phone, online, or in person. And in case you are not feeling up to emptying your wallet, the event will also be live-streamed so you can play along at home. Yesterday, I brought you the news that TrekCore.com interviewed Spencer Brewer, no pun intended, from Wines That Rock, about future plans for Chateau Picard. But in the interview, Brewer also gave some great background on how they overcame licensing restrictions and wine regulations to bring the wines to our tables. Brewer revealed that Wines That Rock actually held a license from CBS prior to Picard and were developing other products when the opportunity to source the real Chateau Picard came up. He said, we were asking ourselves, are we going to come out with a Klingon blood wine? What are we going to do first? And then CBS told us that if there was any way for us to get the Chateau Picard, because that's the Holy Grail, and they hadn't been able to get it worked out with the vineyard up until that point. Brewer said the winery, the real Chateau Picard in France, was initially hesitant, but eventually agreed to produce the wine. When they finally realized we were trying to be honorable and that this is real, he said, then they got it and became very excited to work on it. Brewer also gave some more details about the wine itself. This is a Cru Bordeaux. It's slight in style, very elegant as a wine. It's 85% Cabernet and 15% Merlot. It's been aged in oak for 18 months before it even came online. This is a 2016 vintage, which we've now sold out of. We're now going to run into the 2017. This bottle is really good to drink now, but it'd be fantastic in 10 years. More news in just a moment, and I'll be taking you back in time to find out what happened this week in Star Trek history. But first, a word from me. 
I'm pretty sure that you've heard me ask for your support on Patreon before, but did you also know that you can support me even without a financial contribution? One of the best ways that you can show your support for daily Star Trek news is to share this show with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Podcasts so you never miss a show. And of course, leave me a rating or review. Every little thing helps daily Star Trek news grow. Oh yeah, and if you do want to make a financial contribution, patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news is the place to go. That's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. Catching up now on the biggest Star Trek-related story of the past couple weeks, the recently announced merger between CBS and Viacom, which could see the Star Trek IP reunited under one roof after over a decade's split. In a piece from The Hollywood Reporter on Monday, we learned more financial details of the deal. According to the piece, the new Viacom CBS CEO Bob Backish will get a significant pay rise. CBS CEO Joe Ianello has had a contract extension, and there are steep financial penalties for both CBS and Viacom should either pull out of the deal. First up, Backish's compensation. He currently makes around $20 million annually. Under the terms of the merger, that could rise by half, to around $31 million, which is made up from a salary of $3 million, annual equity grants of $16 million, and a $12 million bonus. He will also get a one-time grant of $5 million worth of stock. His new contract will extend for four years from when the deal closes, with one-year extensions thereafter. Next up, the current acting CEO of CBS will retain his position in the new company. Joe Ianello is already contracted to stay on at CBS through February 2020 or whenever the deal closes, whichever comes first. Then when the deal is finalized, the clock will start on a fixed 15-month contract. But what about those penalties for pulling out of the deal? Should the merger fail to go through, it depends on who is at fault. If Viacom pulls out, it will have to pay CBS $373 million. And if CBS pulls out, it will have to pay $560 million to Viacom instead. The disparity in the figures is reflective of the imbalance in the deal. CBS is generally considered to be the acquiring entity in this merger. The Hollywood Reporter notes that in the similar deal between Disney and 21st Century Fox, Disney agreed to pay $2.5 billion if that merger was blocked. The other interesting part of the filing, The Hollywood Reporter points out, is a clause allowing both companies to explore expressions of interest by third parties in potential business combinations or other strategic alternatives. In other words, if a better offer comes along, all bets are off. As the Baroness Rodmila de Ghent said in Ever After, nothing is final until you're dead, and even then, I'm sure God negotiates. And now, a look back into Star Trek history. It was on this day, August 21st in 1956, that actor Kim Cattrall was born. Kim Cattrall is known to Star Trek fans for her portrayal of the Vulcan helmsman Valeris in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. 
Cattrall was already an established film actor when she landed the role of Valeris in the 1991 film. Prior to that, she also had prominent roles in Big Trouble in Little China, Police Academy, and Mannequin. Since Star Trek, she is best known for her role as the adventurous Samantha Jones in Sex and the City. Tune in again next Wednesday for more Star Trek history. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. For more great Star Trek podcasts, be sure to check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at dailystartreknews.com or find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Trek News. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know and the weekend's Star Trek events. I'm Alison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network